Hey, Dennis O'Brien here on Let's Talk About It. It's our last show of 2023. And Susan and I are, along with Matt Rupar, are here, and we're going we're gonna to try to recap the year, the last year. This is our end-of-the-year report, our end-of-the-year review. We do this every year, and I'm all excited about it. I think it's been a pretty good year. I've had, a, I've had kind of a tough year, but uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing well. I, I, I always fight through it, and uh, I'm here. In fact, I was, I was elected on November 7th to the uh, uh, taxing district, Willimantic Taxing District Board of Directors. I never dreamed that I would be running for office again uh, after leaving the town council a couple years ago, but I'm back. Uh, yes, you sure are, and uh, no loss for words either. So I am Susan Johnson. I'm here with you as the co-host, and we're going to celebrate what happened in 2023 and look forward to 2024. And by the way, I hope everybody had a great Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas, and uh, we're looking forward to celebrating more uh, wonderful holidays through these this holiday season. Uh, so we'll be looking at what's going on. Uh, some people were celebrating Boxing Day. And we're going to come up on Pond Three Kings Day, uh, even though I think it started. It's been going on for the last couple of weeks. It ends at the beginning of January. So there's a lot of celebrations going on out there, a lot of people celebrating, and that's a great thing to get together and celebrate all the great things that have happened to the families and uh, just get together and uh, talk about good things. And, you know, I have a number of great things to, you know, remember over the last year from our legislative session and the impact that these things that we're doing in the legislature have on uh, the town of Wyndham and other towns as well. So I'm really pleased to be here with... My co-host Dennis O'Brien. Oh, you thought I? You think I talked too much? <laughs> I, 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 I actually had more to say when you kind of interrupted me. Well, I me. thought that you know was. Listen, I'm all excited. You, you know, I don't want to have any. You get a little pause, you know, and then, no pauses. Okay, I, I don't no, want any uh, dead time on the and air. And we're not having dead time. What I'm trying to say is, you're going to introduce me. I introduce you, and then we proceed. Yeah, well, you know, I think everybody knows you're here. Okay, you're now they here. do. Now they do. You're not always here. You're, no, neither one of us are always here. You know I'm not going to do the show by myself. Well, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm willing. <laughs> and I'm we're going to say, hey, Matt Rupart, thank you for all your great work uh, for this last year and uh, historically all the times that you've been here with us uh, helping us out. So we're really thrilled uh, for your good work as well. Thank you very much. That is another thing that has made this a great year. We've got Matt Rupart for That's another right. year. We've had him for another year, hopefully for many more and um, we had a lot of wonderful guests on uh, this year. Yes, we did. As we always do. We, and, you know, we've been here more than 20 years. And we, mm -hmm. we're sponsored by, uh, you know, Columbia Ford, uh, Kia, and um, uh, Gates, GMC, and Nissan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they've been sponsoring us from day one. Mm -hmm. And we had our <laughs> – we had the point person for the, the, our sponsor on last week. And he, he always brings us up to date at least annually, on the state of the auto industry, which is very, very important for a lot of reasons to consumers. A lot, most people have automobiles. I wish everybody did if they needed if they need one. Uh, and 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 uh, it's also important because they provide a lot of really great jobs in our community. Yeah, you know, it's wonderful that we do have uh, great uh, car dealers all throughout Connecticut. And they do provide great jobs. They contribute a lot to the community. And it's something that, you know, we really uh, should be supporting, and we are. 
Uh, we're all supporting uh, the great work that they do, and uh, we certainly are um, appreciative of the sponsorship of Gates uh, in uh, Columbia Ford. Gates. I wish I had a list of all the guests we had on this year, but I, I, I can remember. Well, I think that, you know, reading lists is probably not a good idea. I'm no, but, uh, but I, I mean, you know. <laughs> you I don't mean, want to leave anybody out. So, uh, we certainly have had Susan Beisowitz on. Yes, we did. Our, our lieutenant governor. And we, governor had, and we had our years. governor on, too. Uh, governor That's right, Governor Lamont's been on the here? show live, right in the studio. Yes. Wayne. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, ooh, I'm in trouble for that. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, we had we, we Governor, governor Lamont was in the studio live. Yeah. Yes. With yes. Matt Rupar. Yeah. And uh, Susan Johnson. Yep. Anyway, it's been a great year for. Uh, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Every Friday, 5:05 p.m. to 5:55 p.m. with a short commercial break in the middle. And Matt makes sure that we take care of that and we do that the trains run on time here. Yes. And that we run on time. Well, that's right. And that's a good thing. But now let's proceed into the, some of the policy issues that we've been working on through the, uh, through the year. And uh, I just want to say I was the 2023 uh, legislative session was great. We had historic increases for school funding. And right here in Wyndham, we had been limited in our funding uh, in accordance with our education cost sharing grant, which was put together by the... Uh, uh, litigation and co- uh, litigation called Horton versus Meskel, and uh, said, "Hey, you have to have a grant to equalize education funding all throughout the state." But what happened under the Weicker administration is they kind of stopped that, and so we suffered a decrease in our education uh, cost-sharing grant, and so did numerous other communities. About half the communities weren't living, weren't getting that money uh, to equalize the uh, educate the education cost-sharing grant, so the communities would be getting the right amount of money. Well, this year is the year. It was supposed to be 2028, but this year it's going to be 2026, where the town of Wyndham will get the full $10 million uh, added to the uh, $25 million. So that means it's another almost $35 million a year uh, in education cost-sharing grant money, which is going to be a, it's a great thing. It's been going on for the last, since 2017. Since 2018, we started getting that uh that money, but this year is the year that we're going to finally get the full funding, and I'm very thrilled about that. It's something that we need, but there are other kinds of things that towns like ours need, and I know that, Dennis, you were really involved uh, when you were on the council and going to the uh, municipalities uh, that had payment in lieu of taxes, and we we got the three-tiered system that was uh, put together by Senator Looney, and that's been helping this town a lot as well. Yeah, uh, the pilot program, pilot Payment in lieu of taxes is payment for certain types of uh, institutions or that, that that do not pay taxes. Right. But but we get payment in lieu of their taxes. It's always it's it's never exactly what or up to what we we would get if they were paying taxes. Good examples of those institutions are Wyndham Hospital and uh, Eastern Connecticut State University, I believe, Susan. And I I know there are other other uh, non uh, non tax paying entities in town. But for some of them, we don't get payment in lieu of taxes at all. That's right, like the housing authority, or in some of the nonprofits, we don't get any uh, payment in lieu of taxes. We we subsidize those to the tune of six million dollars out of our budget. So it's something to keep in mind that we have to keep working on to get. Now that you're back uh, in office, Dennis, maybe you can start uh, organizing uh, at these uh, different communities that are in the same situation that we're in, so we can have that that information brought to. Uh, uh, to the forefront, because it's all kind of like these kinds of things are kind of hidden in terms of how we pay our taxes. And because if you have some places that don't have um, 
have a uh, limitation on whether or not they can pay p property tax, then, uh, you know, they get the full benefit of whatever's in their town. But if you have a law by the state of Connecticut that says, hey, you can't, you don't have to pay tax, Eastern Connecticut State University or uh, Wyndham Hospital, then, uh, then you know, there's a lot of property there and services that we provide that, um, that everybody else subsidizes. Yeah, I, I, you asked me about the three-tiered system, and the three-tiered system is, where is is uh, you know, it resulted in a in a, in a nice increase for the ur urban centers in the, in the, in the state, Hartford, especially in New Haven, Bridgeport, Waterbury. They're much bigger than we are. They got a real big increase, really big, and and I, that's why I worked with Luke Bronin and um, Mayor Elliker from New Haven on, on this when I was on the town council. But uh, Wyndham did get a nice increase uh, from it, not the same as, as of course, as, as they do because they had much bigger cities and they're, they're affected by an even greater degree than we are. Same percentage, but similar percentage. But anyway, we're in the 50% uh, group that gets 50% of payment in lieu of taxes, which is a lot more than we were getting before. But, you know, I brought up another point that, uh, you know, we, we really appreciate – all that the nonprofit agencies in town do for our needy residents, uh, they're essential. They really are important. And, and, but, you know, the fact is that they don't pay any taxes at all, and we don't get any payment in lieu of taxes for them. And so that's something that maybe uh, in the future the legislature can uh, d uh, make a change on. And I will be happy, Susan, as a member of the I'm, – I'm now the vice chair, actually, of the, of the uh, Willimantic uh, – Taxing District Board of Directors, uh, and, and it affects the taxing district a lot, uh, the Willimantic Taxing District. So, you know, I, I, I will uh, definitely be uh, talking to other public officials from throughout the state who are similarly affected, and maybe we can come up with something that will pass in the legislature that will uh, give us some payment in lieu of taxes money for uh, all the nonprofit agencies we have in town who uh, do not pay taxes. We're not asking them to pay taxes. No. We are not, but we, we, we would like to get the state to pay payment in lieu of taxes to us uh, for that money. That would be very, very helpful to our local taxpayers. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be uh, kind of um, absurd to have the nonprofits that are doing state services to have them pay state taxes. So that would just uh, create a circular, um, <laughs> non-ending circular flow of money that was going nowhere. Uh, what we need to do is have the, 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 the resources that the state has that, where they benefit from these services throughout the region. Uh, all the regions need to pay for the towns that... Uh, that subsidize all these things for the regions. For example, we have three homeless shelters in Wyndham, but you don't have any homeless shelters in any of the surrounding towns. And so for those reasons, we need to have uh, the towns that surround pay a little bit more so that we can have uh, a better situation here. And it's better for the surrounding towns, too, because the nicer we look and the, nice, and the better we are, the better everybody is all throughout the region. I think, uh, you know, I think that the tide has turned, and I think uh, people statewide are starting to realize that, that uh, it's been said for many years, but I, don't, I think it's more honored in the breach than in the observance, is that Connecticut cannot do well unless its inner cities do well. And so I think people who live in the uh, more, more uh, rural towns 
and, and you know, and there are rural towns in Connecticut, but they're all very close to an urban center, or almost all of them are, except maybe in Northwest Connecticut. I mean, I don't know, but it, but it is uh, it is it is important for us to uh, think of us as one state, and, and 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 we're all in this together, and we hope that the you know you and your your you of course uh, get it, but we hope your friends in the legislature that represent these small towns will get it too, and will understand that. A stronger Wyndham uh, means a stronger Eastern Connecticut. Right, because we'll be attracting more businesses, and uh, not. I would say rural towns sometimes are in the same situation that the cities are in because they don't have the tax base either, because they don't have anything there, and right. the farms don't pay the same property taxes. Say, for example, that you know a, a suburban town would. So you've got the good suburban mixes that have some business areas, and those towns are doing very very well. Urban areas are coming up a little bit because of the support the state's been giving and recognizing how they've been uh, have been taking money from these areas for too long and not actually giving the support that they that they that these towns have been giving to the state. I mean, Eastern Connecticut State University is a state institution. We support them, and uh, and that's a that's a gift from us to the state. And so we need to recognize those gifts from the towns to the state, and that the that we're really doing a job to to make sure the state works well, and the state needs to be reciprocate and uh, do the same. Yeah, I I, I think uh, again, I think it's uh, that's why I think it's important to elect the right people to the positions of you know relative power that can that can get this done in our town. Uh, it, it I served on the town council with people like. Uh, Charlie Critch, uh, Attorney Charlie Critch, uh, uh, Dawn Niles, uh, Tom DeVivo, uh, Clinton Adams, uh, lots of really strong, uh, uh, oh, I can't forget uh, Coach Pros, Randall Pros, lots of very strong advocates for uh, the people of, of Wyndham on the town council. And when we were on there, we, uh, we worked awfully hard in conjunction with Representative Johnson and to some extent uh, Senator Flexer to do the construction projects that have happened in the last several years. Mm -hmm. And, and I, 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 I keep repeating that, but it's true, and it, is, and it has made a difference. Okay, the Shabu Stage, the down, beautiful downtown parking garage, the uh, uh, new, brand new community center, which is, uh, you know, people are there all the time. It's always filled up. And, uh, you know, the, the high school renovation, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, uh, thanks to... Uh, Senator Flexer and Representative Johnson were receiving 95% uh, reimbursement from the state. For the, for, entire, for the entire school building and the administrative offices, we are getting 95% reimbursement, as was, uh, you know, uh, we advocated for that. We got that, and uh, we're very pleased that we're able to get that for this town. It's a, it's a great plus, and it's really uh, something I have to say. Thank you, Dennis, for your work in getting the project started and getting a, you know getting the application going. Uh, we had wonderful people uh, working on this uh, for five years before you came along, and got it submitted. Got the project got the project submitted, but. Uh, you know, they we now have a wonderful chairman of the building committee, Mike Callahan, and uh, thanks to you, Dennis, we have a, a great project that's going on there. Well, I mean, I did play a role in it. I certainly uh, I, I recruited Mike to be on the committee, and, and then uh, he uh, sought the chairmanship, and rightly so. He's an engineer that has worked on in engineering at a very high level, and uh, he's done a, a marvelous job. He's also done a marvelous job with our 
Water Commission. There's another person that was on our show. I was just going to say. The, during the past year, did a marvelous job uh, talking mostly about the Water Commission. We're going to have to get him back on <laughs> to talk about the uh, progress being made uh, at the high school. Yes. And, and, and you know, and I, anyway, the, the, the upshot is, is all these building projects have uh, made a huge difference in property values in our town. Okay, so, you know, you, you're getting, getting your tax bills now, and uh, you see, you'll see that your values are much higher. And uh, that's good, if, especially if you want, if, you know, it, it makes your property, when your property goes up and it's higher, and it's more valuable, that's a good thing. Well, it also it, makes the mill rate go down. So the mill rate goes down when your property values go up. Yeah, but it, but it, but you know it, uh, that's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. I was going to get to that, but, oh, I'm but, sorry. but my, I, I, what I wanted to say was the, you know, there are some people that have talked for years about how they, oh, they might want to move uh, down south to escape the winter, and they really don't want to sell because they didn't think they would get the uh, the right value for their houses. And now, you know, I think you can. I think people are. I think uh, houses and and uh, homes and residences and Wyndham are at a premium. People are buying, and so the uh, the, the values have gone way up. Uh, we had a re revaluation during the past year. That's another big item that happened, and the residential property values on the average are up over 50%. So, uh, you know, as, as Susan so wisely pointed out, that means the mill rate will drop drastically. So it's just, uh, it's just a question of how how much you're going to pay in relation to your neighbors, in right. relation to other people in town and other businesses, it does not mean you're going to get a 50% raise in your taxes. That That is not going to happen. And uh, it's I, the bills are out already. Is that right? Oh, well, the, yeah, the bills came in, in July. I mean, oh, that's so, right. you, so you owe the money in July for the whole year. This is going but, to be for but, next year. Yeah. But you uh, have to pay. If you only paid half it, half of the uh, tax bill in July, then you've got to pay the next half. That We all got the reminder uh, about two or three weeks ago, which I was pleased to see the town send the reminder out to say that you, you know, your property, the second half of your property tax is due in January. But that, that, that's not affected by the new new values yet. No. No, that's right. I should know that. Well, you, you do more real estate work than I do, so you, uh, you understand it better than I do. <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving anyway, right along. getting back to moving right along. You know, I, because I, I love elections. I, love, I, love, I like elections. I think elections are, you know, I like sports and ball games and competition. So I, I remember when I, when I stopped playing ball at age 50, I, I had already moved into uh, doing uh, things uh, locally, uh, politically. And, and, I, and I, you know, I kind of like the competition. I also think it's, it's more important because the people who, who serve in these positions, and that, that's one of the points I'm trying to make, are important. It's important that we have people that are effective. And I, I think the uh, election of uh, November 7th, 2023, the results of it indicated that the people of this town appreciate what is being done by our leaders in terms of developing projects like the ones I named, and uh, that is uh, helping to increase property values. It's also helping to increase uh, enjoyment of the, the town. It's just, you know, it's a, the resources, uh, the community center is an incredible resource. The, the high school renovation is an incredible resource. The high school football team had a new field to play on this year, and, and you know, I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but they won their conference championship, and kudos to Coach Pros and his players. But, but the... Uh, uh, the, 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 the town council has been doing a lot, it has not been a 
a stand pat a type of town council, and, and it continues to be that way. The next big project they're planning is renovation of the third floor in the town hall, which uh, Susan and I have been advocating for for more than 10 years. Absolutely, yes. And, and um, that used to be the, that upstairs space used to be the Superior Court for Wyndham County. And it was moved to, um, it was moved over to uh, Putnam, uh, oh, 40 years ago when, it was either during the gubernatorial term of John Dempsey from Putnam or uh, shortly thereafter. But in any event, that, that space is beautiful. The windows are gorgeous. Uh, and if, uh, if it is renovated, it'll be another thing that we could be very proud of here in, in Wyndham. We have a lot to be proud of, but that will also be a source of pride. If you look at the front of the town hall, you will see the lettering on the front of the town hall says a Wyndham County Court. That's right. And, and that, that's what it was for many, many, many years until around, oh, around 1967, 68. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, the election came out uh, well, and it was interesting to me especially because I chaired the last Charter Revision Commission. And what we did, and we had a lot of uh, interesting ideas expressed on that commission. Some of them were mine, some of them were not. But uh, one of the uh, themes of our work was to try to move in the direction, uh, maybe not all the way, but to move in the direction of one town, one Wyndham that, ev that everybody identifies with, Wyndham, whole town of Wyndham. And uh, one of the things we did was to, uh, to increase the number of, of uh, uh, public officials on the town council who would be uh, elected townwide from just one, the mayor, to five. So there'd be four council members elected townwide, and we had that uh, that election on November seventh. We also had a new uh, rule that uh, under the charter that uh, no one who sat on the town council in Willam in Wyndham could sit on the uh, taxing district board for uh, Willimantic or Wyndham, and uh, so there had to be a, sp a separate taxing district board set up for Willimantic, which did not include any, include any council members. That's one reason why I. That's one reason why I had an opportunity. Uh, I was I was asked to run by the chairman of the Wyndham Democratic Town Committee, whose whose name will go unmentioned. No, we'll mention the name of Leslie O'Brien. Of course, her mother's <laughs> going to mention her name. Uh, 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 recruited me to run, and um, I was elected along with three other uh, great Democrats. Uh, 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 Two of them who are new to town government, who I know are going to do a marvelous job, uh, Adam Richardson and uh, Jared Leitzel actually has been involved in government before on the Board of uh, Assessment Appeals. But Jared Leitzel now is on the Taxing District Board along with myself and uh, Nictalis Martinez, who has been on it in the past. He stepped down from the town council. And we've got uh, a six-member board with uh, two other members um, Doug Larry and um, Mike Westerfield. So I, I'm getting the signal from from Matt Rupar that it's I, wow, time flies when you're talking, and and, uh, and it's time for us to take a break. And we'll be back uh, after this break with some more uh, talk, mostly from Susan Johnson. <laughs> oh boy, you did pretty good for a while there. You were, you were cooking. 
I, I can I can speak more, you know. No, I, I have more things to talk just, about. Just make it simple. Don't get, uh, don't get into the weeds of Oh, no, like you weren't weedy yourself. No, no, you're, no, you're, I, you're espousing a swamp I'm here. I'm just talking about <laughs> election results. Did, did yeah. I say that I was the... I was the top vote getter on the. No, well, you went into every no. detail on the charter. I mean, come on. <laughs> Not every Everybody detail. goes, their, their eyes go, oh, the charter. <laughs> Even though you're a charter whiz bang. The, uh, you're a charter whiz bang. I mean, oh, <laughs> you got to memorize. The, the, the three the tier uh, <laughs> pilot uh, thing. Oh, oh, we want to hear about that. <laughs> Well, we're, uh, we're, we're we're political techies, right? Yeah. We, we know we're swamps. Uh, a couple yeah, well, of swamps. Somebody's got to do it. It's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to get into the weeds. And Susan, um, nobody can do it like Susan. Oh, you know, oh, you, you are. No, I'm not. You're, uh, Mr. you're a swamp only, yourself. Only yeah. what I'm, um, only what I'm directly interested in. Yeah. You do a lot. Though, my my sphere of, in, of interest is much smaller than hers. Oh, please. She is interested in everything <laughs> except sports oh I, you know he's teaching me brings me to the game explains a few things you know i, I got yeah, it yeah, yeah. A few things. <laughs> oh i didn't know that about so the i got a lot of i got a lot of, <laughs> who, who is this team we're watching <laughs> i didn't i i just want to open up the second half myself I, oh i thought i would oh i wanted to say uh, mention how how, how it was so honored, you were honored to be the person who swore in the mayor at the swearing-in ceremony, along with several council members. Okay. Right? And then you're, you, that's, you can say that's that. That's how you're, no, you, you, you can say that. I wasn't going to, I didn't even occur to me to say All something. All right, so I'll have to say a little bit more about the election. Uh, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> I wanted to talk about how the... Um, I'm we're not getting calls from we get Cut more uh, taxes on the retirement income, uh, massive a massive deposit into the rainy day fund, uh, voting systems with early voting is coming up, uh, and I want to say something about the Medicare savings program for sure. Make sure people uh, sign up for that. And can well, I? That'll, that'll take the whole second half of the show. <laughs> no. Yeah, we'll. Twenty seconds. All right, I'm going to open up and say go Celtics, and then. Uh, <laughs> Go, Susan. I can't say anything. You said a lot already. You got like the you get the, yeah. no. Three, two, one. Guess who? It's Dennis O'Brien back on Let's Talk About It. But I won't be talking very much this half of the show. I think I've used up all my time, and it's time for Susan Johnson to speak. Susan Johnson was... Speaking of the election, you know, it's traditional at the first meeting of the town council after the election, which takes place two weeks after the election, traditionally, that the, um, all the office holders, if, they're, if they're, they can be there, are sworn in. And we had the swearing-in ceremony that night. It was a lar large crowd, a very uh, happy crowd. People were very happy with the results. We, get, we have some nice new uh, uh, members of the town council. Uh, Joe Pliss from uh, South Windham, who has been on the uh, first taxing district board, is elected from uh, the Windhams to the town council, uh, new guy. And uh, also uh, Edelmiro uh, Rios, who's otherwise known as um, 
DJ Chuck. DJ Chuck. He he is was elected to serve, representing uh, Willimantic, and um, then there's another. Oh, Ernie Eldridge is making a comeback. He's back on the town council, and uh, there's also another new person is uh, Bill Sayers. Bill Sayers to me was the star of the election. He had been out of uh, electoral politics for a long time. He was serving on the uh, Water Commission, doing a great job. And he worked so hard, and he ended up getting the uh, be, being the second highest vote getter of the of those who ran for town council seats, uh, representing the entire town. So congratulations to Bill Sayers. He gets my special Dennis O'Brien Award as the uh, superstar of the um, 2023 local municipal campaign. And so with that, I'm going to uh, ask Susan Johnson to see if she has anything she'd like to say. Oh, thank you. You're so kind, Dennis. So good of you to allow me to speak. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so we had we had some other great things that happened uh, this session. Uh, aside from the historic increase in our school funding uh, here for Wyndham, uh, there were more. Uh, cut, we cut more taxes on retirement income. Uh, we also created uh, one of the biggest uh, deposits into our rainy day fund, uh, so we are we are well prepared for any downturn in the economy, at least for right now. And uh, we uh, have early voting, uh, so we'll be doing early voting of this uh, election coming up for the presidential election. And uh, I do want to remind everybody about the Medicare Savings Program, which actually acts as a supplement to your Medicare program. And it's, it, within, if you're within the right income range, uh, you can have your Medicare supplement completely free uh, through the state of Connecticut. And it's a great program, and it can save uh, p uh, people you know, up to almost $3,000 a year which could be your tax bill for your car payment, or it could be a tax bill on, uh, payment for your uh, property on your house. So it's something to think about, and uh, the number for that is 1-800-842-4524, or you can contact me at susan.johnson at cga.ct.gov, and we can help you make sure uh, that you... Uh, go on to the Medicare Savings Program if you are eligible. And I just want to say thank all the leaders in Connecticut. We have the Reproductive Health Care Caucus, of which I'm a member, and we have made sure that your rights to reproductive health are safe here in Connecticut, at least for now, unless there's a national movement to eliminate that safety. Uh, so we're, But in Connecticut, you are safe. And we have great leaders all the way up to the governor, uh, making sure that everybody is safe. I also want to mention that we had a helping hand to college students. Uh, college students got uh, great student loan subsidies for paraeducators and school counselors in our lowest performing school districts and for police officers and, and so on. And uh, it's a great way to make sure that people stay in our districts that provide all the services uh, so that they can actually uh, make sure that our students in the future are going to have a great, great performance results. And that's because of all the work that we've done to make sure that our our students have access to more resources here in towns like Wyndham. We also expanded debt-free community college uh, and, and included subsidies for students who are returning to school. Uh, so those are some of the things that we did uh, this session. 
And, um, you know, they're, they're great things for education. They're great things for the public services that the towns provide. And uh, it really helps here in the town of Wyndham uh, to make sure that we have access to the resources that uh, we uh, so well deserve. And moving on to the environmental initiatives. No, oh, I thought it was my turn. Oh, well, I, I wanted ahead. to just say quickly, we have a few things on environmental initiatives. Uh, you know, climate change is occurring, and I'm sure many people have realized that with a, a seven inches of rain in, in a one-week period, and before that in September, that huge rainfall that we had. Uh, so people, uh, we have a huge amount of water here, and uh, we're, we're looking at uh, making sure that uh, we limit the climate change, or at least we limit our, uh, our, our activities so that we don't speed up climate change. And so for those reasons, we expanded eligibility for the microgrid uh, and um, resilience loans, allowing the state to build more green buildings. And uh, that's going to be a great thing uh, for us to make sure the buildings that are being built now are going to be more uh, resilient and um, sustainable. And also, uh, we uh, ha allow DEEP to deny permits for a new facility if, it, if they're approving a permit in an area uh, that would have an adverse environmental impact. So those are things that we have to take a look at and see just uh, what is going on, what kinds of things are being proposed, and uh, what we can do to make sure that the impact of those proposals are going to have the uh, have a huge impact on the health of the people who are living around them, uh, and uh, we are very very uh, pleased to announce that we have the uh, we've been working uh, with migratory birds and making sure that uh, we are banning hand harvesting of horseshoe crabs, which are animals that have been around for thousands of years, and um, you know, we're starting to make them extinct by moving them along uh, and for uses that are really not necessary. So those are a couple of things that we, we did this session. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's great. I think, uh, I think things are looking up. I think it's, uh, you know, when we have improvements in, uh, you know, in our, in our, in our milieu uh, here in Wyndham or in the state of Connecticut, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not a straight line because there's always things that, you know, problems arise that, that you didn't anticipate, and there's always one of the things that people in the legislature, people in the town council, people in the taxing district board uh, have to have to do is address things, uh, problems that arise that are, un are relatively unanticipated. So there's always that too. But I think uh, you know, I'm today I'm feeling pretty good. I'm reading the economic news on the national level, and it's looking good. <laughs> it's looking a lot better than people uh, thought it would. Uh, nine or 12 months ago, maybe up six months ago. And um, I'm, really, I'm really feeling good about it. And uh, I think uh, I'm feeling good about the town. I think the town is definitely moving in the right direction. And I think the town will continue to move in the right direction with the management of the town under, under uh, Town Manager Rivers and, and, and especially the town council that has, uh, you know, uh, responsibility for setting policy for the town. Also, the Board of Education have a, a wonderful uh, group of uh, people, uh, uh, at least from the Democratic Party, were, that were re-elected to the Board of Education, and the Democratic Party still holds uh, an edge. I think the, uh, we've had, uh, we recently had the Assistant Superintendent, Mr. Weathers, on the show, and he did a, ni he did a nice job uh, 
on relatively short notice, did a great uh, job of uh, bringing us up to date on Wyndham Public Schools. And you mentioned, Susan, the uh, Three Kings Day celebration. That's going to be happening on Saturday, January 6th. I think it begins at 11 a.m. and it goes to 2.30. Well, that's wonderful, Dennis. We're at the community center. Very good. Oh, we're having January 6th okay. at the, communi- at the uh, community center, just like it was there last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were there last year. It was a large crowd. And, uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for folks, uh, especially in the colder weather, to get, in, get together and um, folks who haven't seen each other for a while. So I'm looking forward to yeah, I'm looking forward fun. to the Three Kings Day. I was I had a great time at Three Kings Day last year, and I'm looking forward to, to it again. I did want to mention one other thing, something I've been working on with my colleagues at the in the state legislature, and that was the the fact that I work very very hard for the children all throughout the state because uh, we have a program here in the state of Connecticut called the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. We were the second worst program in the country. Uh, no other state was, uh, uh, we, we were just the worst, second worst. Arizona was the worst. Uh, why? Because we knocked people off of, uh, off of the temporary assistance for needy families after 21 months, and they couldn't go back on after that. And so they were left uh, to try and fend for themselves. And so now we have been able to extend the program to 36 months. And by the way, it's you know the, we get a federal grant for this, and very tiny amount of the grant was being spent on the families, and most of it was going to administrative costs. And uh, so we were giving the families about two to five million dollars, while we're getting about. $260 million, uh, from the federal government to take care of women and children. The state was using it. It's a block grant, which is one of the hazards of a block grant. And the state was using it to, to take care of administrative costs in, uh, in some of these programs, but uh, it wouldn't necessarily impact women and children who were in these desperate situations. So I'm really pleased that we were able to expand the program uh, to 36 months, and I hope to go to the whole 60 that was allowed under the federal law. Um, and uh, so I'll be looking forward to continuing the work and making sure that resources are available to women and children to stop homelessness because one of the problems with homeless families is the fact that the children end up traumatized. And when they are traumatized because of the homelessness, they don't do well in school, and then it creates a problem when they try to grow up and get a job later on. They still haven't accomplished the academic things that they need to do to get a good job, and uh, it puts everybody behind in the state. So it's time the state helped out these these families. Uh, many of them suffered uh, injuries, death, uh, unemployment because of a loss of the job, because the business moved out of state, whatever the reason was. Uh, the you know it hurts the children, and we need to make sure we help the children and and make sure the families are. Uh, able to make sure those kids get to school and learn what they have to learn. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that the TANF program, T-A-N-F, Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, is the successor program to the old AFDC program, the Aid to Families with Dependent Children program, which was a better program. Much better. Much it, was better. An, it was an entitlement program. It was a program that actually uh, you you could stay on it until you actually got uh, 
got a good job and you could pay your own bills. It had a 30 and a third income disregard and uh, they didn't even make you go to work until your child was six years old. And then you could also get an education. And when the Aid to Families Dependent Children was uh, reformed by President Johnson back in the day, uh, they gave you two years of free education. Uh, but that was eliminated under the Reagan administration. So there's a lot of things that happened uh, under the Aid to Families with Dependent Children that were great. But it was, it was destroyed by uh, Newt Gingrich, and uh, he, he pushed around uh, President Clinton. And uh, that's where we lost the uh, aid to families with dependent children uh, completely, and they made it into a block grant. And you know what Mississippi did with it? They got a volleyball uh, stadium. Uh, that's what they did with their temporary assistance for needy families. They created a volleyball stadium. Now, I'm not saying Connecticut's that bad. But because <laughs> that's pretty bad. But in terms of knocking people off after the after that twenty one months for life, for life, uh, that is something that uh, wouldn't. It doesn't matter your circumstances or anything. Once that's done, that's done. So we got up to thirty six months for life. But uh, we're going to try and go for the whole sixty that was allowed under the federal law. You know, uh, Susan and I both worked for a legal aid for a long time, and uh, back in our day, the uh, uh, AFDC program was the program that benefited mostly. Uh, it was mostly women and children. Uh, most of the most of the caretaker relatives for the children on the program were were, were women. Uh, there are some guys, but uh, mostly women. Uh, poor women with children, and you know, trying to raise uh, babies, tots, toddlers, uh, and you know, and, and work at the same time was you know next to impossible uh, to to do a good job of raising those those children. And, and they need, you know, they need child care. And, and uh, you know, the other thing we noticed, the AFTC program worked relatively well compared to the uh, TANF program as it was here in Connecticut until Susan helped make it a, a, a stronger and longer program. Uh, and, and, you know, Susan, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't notice in, in the early days of legal aid back in the 70s and 80s, I didn't notice a lot of homelessness. That's right, Dennis. And, and, and now we're, you know, this this... This uh, uh, loss of AFDC and the conversion to um, a TANF, a short TANF program, has contributed to uh, homelessness in a big way in Connecticut, and that is that is bad. If if you read the papers, and I I do read pa uh, papers in urban centers around the country on the on the internet, I can tell you that uh, there's something in every paper you read every once in a while about homelessness and how it's getting worse and worse and worse. And that bode, that does not bode well for our country. No, I mean, I think that it really speaks to the fact that there's so much economic insecurity, it creates a behavioral health situation. And I have to say, I've been completely honored by uh, the fact that the National Conference of State Legislators and the Council of State Governments has, had been appointing, appointed me last year to be part of their SEED coalition to work nationally on mental health issues. And one of the things that I'm working on with a group nationally, national state legislators, is, uh, is to deal with mental health issues and economic Economic insecurity does not help anybody's mental health. And, uh, you know, no matter what people think about uh, 
about whether or not somebody wants to work, everybody wants to work unless they have some kind of disability. And uh, everybody wants to be on their own. Nobody wants to have a situation where they're being uh, told what to do or how to live because they can't. They don't have the money to, to do the things that they want to do with their lives. So it's a, it's a myth that needs to be broken, and it's something that everybody wants to go out. They want to make a good living. They want to have that independence. They want to have that property. They want to have the things that uh, make life work for everybody in this country. And, uh, and so that's what we're working for. Yeah, I don't want to leave the uh, discussion without talking a little bit about sp- uh, sports. And uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but uh, this, won't t- this won't take long. I, you know, I, I know I'm wearing, uh, you know, you can't see it on radio, but if you watch our show on TV, if you have a Charter Spectrum uh, TV, it will be on in about two weeks on a Friday night at 8 p.m., and you will see that I'm wearing my Boston Celtics hat. And the Boston Celtics have not won a – when I was a kid, they were winning NBA championships every year, and, but they haven't won a championship uh, since uh, – oh, I think it was around 2008, 2009. Uh, I, might get, I might be wrong on that, but uh, they haven't won, won one in a while. But the way they're playing now with uh, Mr. Porzingis playing center – they are doing quite well, and I know that Keith C. Rice is all excited. Um, uh, and they are—they have the best record in the NBA. They're flying high, and I know the people of this area are, a lot of people in this area are supporting them. And, of course, there's the Yukon Huskies uh, uh, men's and women's basketball teams. The men's team during 2023, the year we're talking about, won the national championship, the Yukon's fifth uh, men's basketball national championship, and they've you know they may they they are definitely a possibility to win another one this year. Uh, that's exciting. The women's team has won more national championships. I don't even know it's in the teens now how many national championships they've won. They didn't win it this past year, but they've got a great team and um you know so we're very lucky here uh, sports at Wyndham High. Uh sports teams are doing better. I know the the girls basketball team is headed by a guy I co-coached a uh team with a few years ago, Rob Manguel, sometimes known as Lexi, and he's doing a great job coaching that team. He's got some kids on that team that I coached years ago playing softball and one who, one who I coached with him playing basketball. So they, they're 3-1 and one now, I believe, and off to a great start. And, um, you know, women's bas- uh, girls basketball at, at Wyndham High School is uh, in good shape and in good hands with Coach uh, Rob Manguel, who is uh, – also, the father and the uncle of uh, two guys who played on the uh, state championship football team for Wyndham High a couple of years ago, um, under Coach Paul Martineau, and 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 uh, I th- you know it's it's just a great uh, no was that basketball Martineau was basketball I think no yeah well no that was wasn't football it was basketball I'm sorry. No worries. I have some more. Well, Standing I, I, I messed up, and I don't usually mess up on no, sports. No, you don't. You're, you're a sports whiz-bang. Yeah. But uh, this is Standing Up for Connecticut Consumers, and we require companies that charge you through auto, automated renewals, you know, how you get those subscriptions on your credit card, uh, to get permission from you next time uh, instead of just charging you the bill. So they have to get permission now. So keep that in mind the next time you are billed on, on your credit card uh, on an annual basis. Uh, 
that they have to actually come and uh, ask you about that. There's also uh, more, uh, we've restricted uh, more types of telemarketing calls, texts and social media solicitations. And you can go on, uh, call the provider that you have, whether it's Frontier or Spectrum or whoever it is, uh, and you can ask to be put on their privacy policy as a policy that was put together by California and uh, they can't sell your information anymore because that's you know they call you up and they presume that you're a particular age well <laughs> that's because your information's been sold by the telemarketing uh, to the telemarketing companies uh, so that they can give you a call so now you can take them and say hey Spectrum or hey Frontier or hey AT&T don't sell my information anymore so go go fill out that form instead stop them from doing that and may, you'll have your calls uh, reduced I'm sure and uh, so that's another thing that we've been able to do and hopefully it'll work I mean the getting the information out to people is going to be part of the problem because people don't even realize that not only do you pay your bill but <clears throat> to the to the telemarketing uh, to the uh, to the providers of your services but uh, they actually uh, take uh, take money from the telemarketers as well to call you and annoy you. It's actually a horrible thing. I, I was at the uh, senior center a few months ago, and I said to the people there, I said, how many people answer their phone now? Nobody raised their hand. Why? Because they're all afraid of the telemarketers. And they should be because they've been ripping people off left and right. Billions of dollars are lost by senior citizens and people who make the mistake of talking to these people. Uh, and uh, so just uh, keep that in mind. And I think that oh, also we've also increased uh, municipal fines to uh, $2,000 for rental property violations for unsanitary or unsafe conditions. So these are things to keep in mind as we go forward. They're good things. We're putting the brakes on a lot of things. And uh, we're making sure that people are living a better life and not being harangued by these calls every day. Going back to the local level, I just wanted to point out that, that the is com- local. Council, well, it's all local. <laughs> local in your house. <laughs> all right. Well, you okay? You're talking about state law, though, right? Oh. Anyway, I uh, on the local level, our our wonderful town council is hard at work putting together a, a fair rent commission ordinance, and we're not required to have one. We're just a little bit under the twenty five thousand population that requires it, but uh, the town council, in their wisdom, is. Uh, determined to put one together and to set up a fair rent commission ordinance that will ensure that, uh, better ensure that folks that are living in uh, mostly privately owned housing uh, are not uh, plagued by uh, excessive rents. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is uh, something that will be coming soon. They've gone through several uh, drafts of a, an ordinance and uh, they're working hard on it. And that's something that you'll see happening in uh, soon in the new year. I'm pleased to see them do that. And I just want to say quickly, because we're running out of time, that I think that this is something that will also hopefully have us focus on how many rental units we have and whether we need some more code officials to help us with the enforcement of the codes and make sure that we uh, limit any type of uh, building deterioration. So these are the kinds of things that we need, and I'm just thrilled that the council is working on them. Very pleased by that, and it's it's a uh, it's been very uh, uh, we're very happy to have have uh, I, I'd say served the public in the past uh, year along with Matt Rupar, uh, Susan and I. Um, you know, it's a great uh, privilege to be on the air every Friday, but it's also uh, 
see, we, it's something that we feel is uh, important to get the word out about um, government programs, private programs, all kinds of, uh, with all kinds of really uh, interesting special guests who have uh, special information that can be relayed to the, to the people. I just wanted to note one thing that uh, during uh, 2023, we lost the Thursday night show. The Thursday night show, which was called what? Oh, the Republic Forum. It's gone. And um, it's gone. That's all I want to say. Uh, that's good because we're down to the last two seconds. Happy New Year, everybody. 2024 is on the way, and we'll be on the way with a brand new show. We'll have a great guest next week, another great show with Matt Rupar uh, behind, the, behind the glass.